0: You're listening to the Music Hills Podcast, a space where we discuss the human relationship with music and the impact it has on our physical, mental, and emotional well being. To the Music Hills podcast, this is episode nine. The Music Hills quote of the day is "Music acts like a magic key to which the most tightly closed heart opens," by Maria von Trapp. Okay, so I have a little story, <laughs> a little story time. So back when I played during the String Vigil for Elijah McClain and. It's funny because my guest and I are going to be talking about that a little bit later in the episode, um, but I don't want to give too much detail. But back when I played in the String Vigil, there was a reporter afterward who asked me a couple questions and published it in the Richmond Times Dispatch. And someone reached reached out to me, um, and this person I'm not gonna say who it is, but they reached out to me just to say like, hey, you know, I think that that was a really good thing that you did, um, when you went out and played. And I heard from others that this person was like a very conservative, like right wing, very closed minded type of person. And everyone was surprised that they had said those nice things to me, especially because it was, um, recognizing someone who was murdered by the police so it was a protest of sorts you know it was our way of protesting um, police brutality so for that person to have reached out and said that that was a good thing other people were telling me it was like he was a different person it was like his heart had transformed or he had a brand new outlook On things like the Black Lives Matter movement and they would never have expected him to be the one to say nice things about that so that's just an example of how music can really open the hearts of those who you least expect so what am I currently listening to to get me through I don't really have much this week but I don't really have much new music this week I'll say but I have been listening to um chica is back in my rotation there's this song that she released on her last her most recent album it's called designer and when i first heard it i was driving in the car it was actually not too long ago i was driving in the car on my way back from visiting my family it was kind of late at night and i needed something to kind of uh, pick me up and keep me awake on the road and this was perfect it was so perfect uh it's definitely going on like my morning turn up playlist to get me going but anyway here so my home life just gotta be a place where i can roll a J, and enjoy my day in harmony i got a lot on my mind they got a lot of shit planned <laughs> I think they robbing
1: me blind, but I'm the person that stuck up my head. Yeah, I'm the person that stuck up their neck. They take it all, but I'm riding the check. And if I'm going higher, I try to inspire by telling my writers to hop on the jack. i more issues that don't show when pictures, my bitches don't never respect. Living my feelings is not so appealing. My head's steady, really, I'm trying to connect. Cool. Promise I'm dealing, get high as the ceiling, and helping consider mistake and regret. I'm fucking sad. Why would I want that they wait around? I'm not gonna wait around, bitch, I'll be on to the next. Bitch, I'm a star. Fronting on me is just fronting yourself. You won't make it too
0: far. So I don't know if you guys have seen, but Netflix just released a show. Uh, one of their new shows called song exploder how songs are made and it was a podcast turned into a Netflix series and the first episode is featuring Alicia Keys and Sampa they made a song together for Alicia Keys' new album and uh, Alicia Keys wrote the song originally about her son and called in Sampa to help with production I think it was it wasn't even, um, or with writing and production, it wasn't even for singing at first, but Sampha, because music creates this environment of vulnerability, um, Sampha let Alicia Keys know that he had, he shared with her that he had just lost his mother. So when he was listening to the lyrics of what she wrote, he, it was like a mirror while she was celebrating the birth of her son and, and bringing life into the world He was grieving the death of his mom, the person who brought him life, um, who had just transitioned and lost hers. So it was really a full circle moment. I think that's what the episode was really talking about, how, how music can bring things full circle and how lyrics can resonate in one way to one person and and in a completely different way to another, um. But to be able to share those intense types of feelings from listening to the same song is a way that we can all connect. Three hour drive, I'm heading nowhere, I've got the time now that you're not here, I keep traveling by. Speaking of Full Circle Moments, this week I got a chance to sit down and speak with Naima Burr. She is a violinist and teacher living in Richmond, Virginia. So just a little context, back in July when I played at the String Vigil for Elijah McLean, Naima was the conductor for a small ensemble piece that was played that night um, during that event. And so that was my first introduction to her. Now we didn't know one another at the time. But we ended up being able to connect through the podcast, so I think that's a really cool thing. I'm so happy that I got a chance to talk with her because she is such an amazing, amazingly talented musician. During our conversation, we talked a little bit about connecting with others through music during this time. Uh, We talked some about intentionally integrating the often left out and forgotten or unknown Black musical history into music learning curriculum. Uh, And we also discussed a little bit about her personal journey and how she was introduced to music early on in life. But throughout our conversation, I think the thing that I realized very early on was exactly how and why representation in music and exposure to Black Americans in music is important and how seeing Black women like Naima in the classical music realm um, truly makes an impact on those who are watching and witnessing um, and interested in learning more and exploring the musical realm and how Black people have contributed to that. So here's our conversation. Well, you said you're from here. You're from Richmond? i am from richmond okay yeah and
1: i um yeah i went to high school here obviously i went to do my undergrad at vcu okay
0: Um,
1: mama got a music degree there and then i waited a little bit of time and then i moved to iowa for my master's which was talk about readjusting and (laughs) culture shock and that was very interesting right after um twenty sixteen elections or I moved there in twenty sixteen and the elections happened in November wow months after I got there so um that was that was rough, but masters is only two years and I love the school I love nice. you know my teachers there and stuff but that was that was one of those tough times for sure and okay. kind of like like you were saying like moving um, in your professional life you know once you're older and like moving and readjusting like that that was that was interesting because I was already set up here with a big studio of students. And so moving from family and all that, but then I came back. And so I'm here again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Are you happy to be back? Like, is this, you are in your element here. So I'm sure you feel, do you feel good about being back?
1: I'm happy to be back. Yeah. I, I mean, Richmond is a really cool place. I've had a lot of luck and, awesome experiences performance wise and there's a lot of opportunity artistically here mm-hmm. pre covid of course right. but um even in this time you know there's still there's still ways to be creative and there's still people to connect with and i um i was able to get a job like at, i worked at longwood university i don't know if you know that that's in farmville okay but, um, so i worked there my mom is a professor there and i worked there adjunct right. for a little bit yeah. Um, like a year, I guess, or a year and a half, maybe, mm-hmm. and now I'm full-time at Virginia State, where I'm teaching strings and um, music there, mm-hmm. so it's it's been, you know, those places are a little bit away from Richmond, you know, 30 minutes or an hour and a half, right, right. to be centrally located, in Richmond's been awesome, and the access, like, a, it's easy to get to D.C., and yeah, those are, I'm working on my doctorate at Catholic, although we're online, but, so, mm-hmm. um, Richmond's been definitely been good to me so that's I, good. I like it here yeah
0: that's awesome the way things have just a al- lot seem like they have aligned perfectly. it's weird like
1: timing yeah mm-hmm. timing and then you know one opportunity doesn't work out and then you go a month and then there's something closer to what you actually wanted to do or mm-hmm. you know working with the people that you you know and a good opportunity to work with specific students or it's just been you know, or going back to school, I always wanted to get my doctorate, but I'm like, you know, the older you get, the more you get into your career, it's like, how am I going to get away to be working on a doctorate? Right. But Virginia <laughs> State's been really good to me, and they've um, I'm able to arrange my schedule so I can go to D.C. twice a week and be at State wow. three times a week, so um, it's a little different now, obviously, with Zoom yeah. and all that, because <laughs> it's like, all of my days are just like, um, I don't even know the word for it, but I'll have something for Virginia State, then I'll have something for Catholic, then I'll have this like that. So I'm hec- now
0: hec- constantly
1: chaotic. And, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like in teacher-student mode constantly. Right. I'll teach a class and then I'm going to take a class, you know. Right. So that's been interesting. But I feel like as musicians, we I mean, we train for that stuff forever, just being able to adjust and act Uh, quickly and respond you know so it's all I mean it's I'm grateful it's all been a learning experience and that's something I've had to find throughout this this year is just Mm -hmm. a sense of gratitude and understanding like you know because it's mentally has been a lot for everybody Yes. you know you're going through it and I'm going through it and friends and everything you know it's just it's wild when everyone so try to find a way to center yourself, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I I personally read uh, some of your stories, some of your bio, and was honestly like, I couldn't even find the words, just like amazed, thoroughly impressed. Part of the reason is because for me personally growing up, I played the violin when, you know, like all throughout from fifth grade through high school and never did I see anybody who also played the violin who was skilled in in conducting and who had all these opportunities to travel the world and and be in these in the in the room with you know esteemed individuals and and it seems like you've had you've had those amazing opportunities to do so and so it's just really cool to see someone who looks like me, um, who has had those experiences. So I just wanted to say that I was like, just from reading, reading through your credentials, I was just like, wow, <laughs> for lack really of a better really word, word, just wow, personally.
1: wow, yeah. Yeah, well, That you've yeah. been able to
0: literally travel the world and simply like share your gift. And just think about like for people like me or for, for young girls or, you know, those who are watching you, like what type of impact? that's having on them just to see someone um representing them. So so yeah. that means
1: that means a lot. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Oh cries twenty twenty emotions are really <laughs> really high, man. Yeah, I know. That's and I feel like yeah. I sometimes like I think about the cool things I've had like been able to experience this far and like hopefully more awesome things will happen. But mm-hmm. you know, even I was talking with my mom like most of the, like a lot of the trips that I went on with her, um, like travel with like a choir or whatever, yeah, because she's yeah. a performer as well. Um, um, she, like it was just amazing, like the places we've seen and she's seen even more than me and my little brother, he plays guitar and he's traveled all over. And it's like amazing, like how many places you can see and how many people you can meet and connect with, you know, based on this craft or your art or, um, yeah, it's just amazing. And thinking now, like, what's travel going to be like beyond this? It's going to be a while before. So it's like, it's so awesome that you have those memories, and you can think of those places. And it's like, yeah, like, we got to do that. and I cannot wait till we can do that again. I know.
0: Yeah, it's just, <laughs> kind of it's
1: fever. crazy. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Just like, it's just in that sense of connection and, you know, meeting people and working with, like, I've been able to do even in here in Richmond, I've been able to do so many master classes and just meet these people that I look up to and attend concerts of these, you know, famous musicians that I thought I would never be able to see. And, you know, it's yeah. easy to take that stuff for granted sometimes. And then,
0: yeah.
1: you know, it's just an experience and it's, you know, this is a great experience, but sometimes the, you don't see like, I don't know, it's hard to describe because yeah. when it's and taken it's- away from me, right, it's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, like the impact. You knew it had an impact, yeah. but when it's gone, it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, know, that was really part of my, like, existence. It's it's just, yeah, it's really, really, really interesting, so.
0: What kind of, like, creative ways have you been able to connect with others through music in, like, the current environment?
1: Yeah, so um, I was talking with one of my friends, and it's so weird because before all of the COVID stuff, like, I know that video conferencing existed, because I've seen, like, you see, like, videos, or if you're in a hospital or something, I've played gigs, like, at MCV or something, and you see these big rooms where they have, like, a huge screen and all the chairs set up. They're video conferencing, like, the doctors are talking to people in Asia or people in wherever, you know what I mean? And it's so simple for them, but you think of that as such more of, like, a like a business thing versus like, I don't think I realized how easy it was to connect with people that aren't here. You know, we just see, I don't know. It just seemed like it just, it never really crossed my mind. Of course you have FaceTime or something, but that's more for, you know, people, you know, personally, Mm -hmm. but the fact that you can literally write an email to somebody at a university in California, Hey, I want to set up, will you talk to my class? And blah, 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 blah. Then they can write back to you and you can set up a time and they'll talk to your class you know what i mean right. so um just understanding like how accessible things really are with the gift of technology we're so lucky with that um one other thing that so well i guess i should say so through zoom i've been able to connect with um many of my friends and colleagues and talk through talk about music and um you can even even have like mini rehearsals via Zoom. Um, obviously there's a delay, so you can't necessarily play exactly at yeah. the same yeah. time, but just meetings and being able to talk with people who are not here, which is, um, it's been super helpful and really awesome. Yeah. At Catholic, we've been able to have, um, when they shut down school, like at, um, in the spring semester, everyone got sent home, you know, um, and the rest of the semester was online. Um, We were able to um, coordinate like seminars, conducting seminars with some famous um, conductors, Leonard Slatkin, Um, and we were able to meet some people that we would not have been able to meet because generally they're traveling and they would have to make time to stop in DC to meet all of us. Um, So that's been really cool. Um, I've been messing around with, i've been messing around with like notation software yeah and like writing some things just for fun stuff that i would never share with anybody but um (laughs) just like time now's the time right i know um just being able to you know just i was talking with my mom and we were just talking about like we're always on the move so much just Mm -hmm. because you're traveling you're going from school to school, you're doing this opportunity, you're doing that, you're gigging all the time. And it's like a constant that as soon as you stop moving, it's like, wait a second, whoa. Mm. It's like the gift of time. I mean, has been incredible. Yeah. Um, So that you're able to, you know, do other hobbies and do things that you like or more time to score, read, and study for conducting when I didn't feel like I had as much time because I was constantly, you know, traveling and doing all of that. So um, it's just, yeah, it's been really, it's been really interesting. It's so hard to describe it.
0: Yeah, you know, it's time yes. but. such a unique time, honestly.
1: But yeah, I'm yeah. I'm
0: grateful for like the opportunity to just pause. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and I didn't realize I don't think I knew how to pause.
0: Right, I think like. You know, so then
1: it's like a learning process in that way, too. It's like, okay, you know, like breathe for a second. So we would always be that way, even if it's like, even if you had like a three-day weekend, you find yourself like exhausted because it's like all this pent up, like I need rest, I need rest, I need rest. And when you finally get it, it's like you can barely even move, kind of. Yeah. That's kind of how the beginning of all of this was. like, okay, what do I do now? Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, okay, so what like what next Mm -hmm. but it's been it's been amazing to just have a second to breathe you
0: know yeah you talked a little bit about how like you used to go on trips with your mom and your mom is musically talented your brother is Mm -hmm. like was music always a part of incorporated into your life growing up um how early did you realize like I have a musical gift or you know was it just always there
1: um Music was definitely
0: incorporated, like
1: because I remember being little and my mom was, I guess my mom was working on her master's degree. Um, and I would go, she did a master's at VCU also, and I would go to like her opera rehearsals wow. and sit in an audience with the opera director. And while my mom's like on stage, like rehearsing, I'm like in the audience, like singing along and whatever. And you don't realize like as a kid, they always joke on me because, um, you know, when you perform like operas, everything's by memory. So uh-huh. whatever for the singers, not the, you know, not the people in the pit, but um, obviously easy to mess up because <laughs> you don't have your music in front of you. So you're doing your best, but um, very hard. And they would always, they always joke on me now as an adult, they would always go back to the memory of me like correcting people like they came in too early or this and that, because I'm listening to probably the recordings at home. My mom's practicing at home Mm -hmm. and then I go to rehearsal and I'm like, uh, uh, that's not right. It's like, (laughs) who's this three year old, five year old in the audience? You know what I mean? Like Uh correcting people on stage. But we, I mean, we were always, yeah, we were always around it and we did music. Um, me and my brothers, we, we played music starting at an early age. I started on piano. Mm. Um, I think my little brother started on piano, too, and um, then we moved on to, uh, both of us moved on to string instruments, and the uh-huh. Richmond Symphony came to my school, at um, elementary school, and they did, like, one of their demonstrations where they bring, like, the string quartet or something like that. I think it was a string quartet, and they, um, it's like an outreach thing, and they, I remember going to the concert. And I guess, you know, like I had seen string instruments before that. Obviously, I watched a lot of videos and I would go to performances with my mom. Um, But something about this experience was different because it was like, you know, it was right there in front of my face. And I was able to ask the questions to the people directly. And I don't know, maybe because it was a quartet that was kind of extracted from a larger ensemble. So it's much more, um, you know, it's just the four instruments right there. and. Uh, I went home and I was like mom I want to play the violin and of course she was like okay you know so I was lucky with that and in our elementary school which was a little rare at the time mm-hmm. and I think still like a lot of elementary schools might not have strings programs I feel like they start in middle school mm-hmm. but we had a strings program at um J.B. Fisher Elementary School and so we had we were able to start strings I think you could start probably in second grade or something. Mm, wow Um, that's early yeah by the time I started it was I think I was fourth grade when that happened so I kind of got a late start to late as in a lot of my friends start Suzuki or something at the age of two right yeah so I think I started maybe around nine but Mm -hmm. yeah I was just I mean something about the sound something I just connected to and it's funny cause if I always say like, I'll always, you know, if I ever am reincarnated, I'll come back as an opera singer. Cause that's what, I mean, that's what I really love, but it's probably just because that's what I was hearing in the womb You know what I mean? That's like, that's probably, that was my first exposure to music would be my mom singing and all of her friends and their amazing voices and operas. And I have a real love for that. But the string mm-hmm. instrument, um, it's real close to the voice, so it is. Yeah. maybe it's some type of you know. Maybe when I was a kid, I heard that and it, it you know it seemed like something that I could get into without doing exactly what my mom what right. my mom did. But it's related, and it you know the color and it's so um, it's so personalized, and everyone's violin sounds different, and mm-hmm. the way you play it is everyone plays it differently. So yeah, so we. Yeah it was something we grew up with. My dad's a lover of music. He's not an actual musician. Okay. His brother is a composer. We have wow. a small family, but my dad's brother's a composer and a flutist. Um, my dad's brother's daughter is an uh, opera singer. she's working on her masters, or maybe she just finished in Northwestern. so we have yeah, there's a, a lot awesome of music. <laughs> there's a lot of music in the family. Yeah, my little brother, he's in, um, a great guitarist, and he's in Butcher Brown band yeah, he's a rock star, literally, and, yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> he's the cool one, I know, wow. That's yeah, funny. But, yeah, it's all, it's been all over, and it's, I mean, it's really nice, and that, I mean, that access is so important, and, you know, I, we're lucky to have, I mean, a mom that did it, but also parents that supported it, because a lot of parents will push away, and go be a doctor, go do something, but, as we can see right now, like music is really so important for the environment and so important for society. We're missing it. Everyone's missing mm-hmm. it. Everyone's missing live shows. Everyone's missing being able to, you know, perform and connect with connect with others. So Yeah. This is a point this is proven right now how important it really is, you yeah. know.
0: It is. It is. Yeah. That's funny. Um when you talked about how when the string quartet came to your elementary school mm-hmm. and it was in front of you and you felt connected in a different way, I just, I, f- I felt the same when I started to play the violin. Like, I didn't, my family's not very musically talented. I think my mom played the violin for like a year. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the sixth grade, like, nobody is, yeah, I wasn't exposed through any other way but that it was a similar experience. Like, the um, Toledo Symphony came. Okay. Or we went to we went on a field trip or something like that, and to see it in front, it it just became ta- tangible. I mm-hmm. guess is the best word that I could use. Um, mm-hmm. Accessible access is like the biggest thing. Yeah, you can listen to classical music. You know what a string instrument is, but until it's in front of you, you don't believe that you could be the one But
1: you can do it. Right. 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 Yeah. They, I mean, I remember the language of that. Like, you know, of course they have a presentation that they you know. This is the blah blah blah. This is the string. Mm-hmm. This is the members of the string family. Like what are what is this made of? What is, you know, what does it sound like? You know that you can play this instrument too. I was your age when I started. Right. You know, and it all of it's like <laughs> I remember running home being like, I play the <laughs> And even if it's, like, in the sense of, like, you know, I need this next new video game or something like that, like, it was that intense of a childhood feeling, like, I just remember, I remember being, like, infatuated, like, I have to, I have to try that out, you know? Yeah. So, you started in this you started, like, in middle school, or was it one of
0: Right. I started in the fifth grade. That's when okay. our public school music program typically started. I don't know if they still do it. I haven't been back to my hometown in, in a very long time, but the fifth grade is is when they started, when I started. Yeah. It's
1: amazing. And people don't, I mean, it's why that, that, that outreach is so important. And mm-hmm. of most symphonies, I mean, I think most orchestras make a point to do that because you really change kids' lives and you know, they can see themselves and doing that, and it's just—it really is amazing.
0: Right. Have you had any opportunities to reach back in that way, like in your role at VSU or any other faculty roles, or just in general?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I love. I at one point was teaching um, violin at the Boys and Girls Club. Oh wow. Um, taking instruments there. Um, for them, like, taking it through the um, music school that I was working for at the time, Mm -hmm. Um, taking the instruments there to them, um, giving them lessons, giving them stuff to work on, and then, of course, taking the instruments back because we couldn't um, loan them out necessarily. Right. Um, And that's that's something that I would really love to be a part of um, creating some initiative where we can actually, you know, serve these underprivileged areas and communities and it was so important I could tell like it was so important for them to see like here's a black woman coming and bringing instruments for me there's that trust there right mm-hmm. um and there's that understanding or feeling of understanding like if she can do it I can do it she's she's just like me you know what I mean mm-hmm. and that was um one of the most um, rewarding experiences that I've had Um, It's been amazing to work at Virginia State. Um, Most of our students are African-American students. um, And it's been, I mean, it's just been amazing to kind of get into the minds of, um, you know, these kids and these young adults, I should say. Um, It's weird to be older than them. I think they probably think that I'm their age because I, you know, (laughs) look kind of young, but so. But we have, you know, if I'm have 18 year olds or something, right? Like, I'm years right. older than you. Like, you know what I mean? They think like they think I'm 18 or something. Why. <laughs> um, but it's really cool to connect with them and to get into the minds of them and, and then expose them. Like I teach appreciation. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like four sections of that this semester so a lot of kids in that class, a general education class, and it is so cool to watch them first of all, be exposed to classical music, mm-hmm. just in general, never heard anything or never knew what it was, heard it like in the doctor's office or the elevator or something, but never knew how to identify it or what was happening. Right. But right. then to watch them, you know, see African-American people performing this art, because it's not, I mean, it's out there. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of them. There are lots of African-American people who perform um, and compose and do all of these things. But we don't see it. We don't get to see it. It's right, not right. Um, the the exposure there. So it's, it's amazing to kind of give them a chance to see these people and they're like, wait a second, there are Black opera singers? No way. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like we have a, a specific image when we think of that and it's not Black people. There's Black violinists? Oh my gosh. There's Black clarinetists? There's Black conductors? Like, no way. There's a whole Black orchestra? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah so it's i don't know it's been that's probably i mean i love that part of my job it's really 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 rewarding and i get to work with um my violinist i have three african-american girls um that i teach in my private studio at state and you know um when i was younger i had in middle school i had um, the strings teacher was a black woman as well and it was amazing. I mean, it was like, what are the odds that, you know, you get to have a role model that close to you that's playing the violin amazingly, so beautifully, it was an amazing educator, but just an awesome mentor and someone there that, you know, can really help you and guide you along, guide you along the right path and push you in the right direction, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I hope that it makes an impact on my students to see and, I try to expose them to other people beyond me and, you know, let them hear things past me. And, you know, with Zoom and all of that, it's really cool because we're able to later in the semester, we'll have some people come, you know, via Zoom and talk and have conversations with people about the music world and careers and their paths and all of that. And just functioning and, you know, surviving and um, having your voice heard in the world that, mostly doesn't look like you but it's Mm -hmm. I mean it's
0: growing now
1: and it's you know people are becoming more aware which is great but we still
0: have it takes people like you intentionally like integrating you know things like that into your curriculum or intentionally attempting to expose um, you know expose students or expose groups of people to African Americans in music it takes that effort so so I decided, sounded, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I had decided um, in my music appreciation class. So, two. When was it? I guess maybe last semester or the semester before. Mm-hmm. So we start at the Baroque period. Um, we go Baroque, classical, Romantic, and usually we'll do 20th century to modern mm-hmm. for the fourth unit or whatever. Um, but I decided that we're gonna knock off the fourth unit we're going to knock off 20th century and we're going to focus just on African American composers and African American musicians.
0: Yeah.
1: And um you know we talk a little bit about the 20th century and a lot of those people fall into that so we get to talk right. about the elements and you know we get to hit you know two birds with one stone if I could use that phrase but amazing like these are people that have never like i said never been exposed to classical music at all or been yeah. um, talked talked in detail about it um but for them to research these people and they give a powerpoint 20 minute 15 to 20 minute presentation on them on their own Mm -hmm. they research went to marsalis they you know they research lean team price they research these people and find out who they are what the world is like what they're living in if they're still living or what it was like you know Mm -hmm. you just see these people pave the way paul robert said these people that are their athletes and their musicians and their tv stars and their you know just black excellence Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it's just you know you shouldn't necessarily have to take a course on african-american music to get that stuff you know something that is so specific what if i can't take that course don't they play a role in the history of western music in general absolutely Mm -hmm. you know so um, I kind of decided that, you know, that unit that we do, it's going to be, it's all, their. it's their final grade, and this is what they're going to research. They share with their classmates, they go through the whole process of researching and doing all of that, but I think that when they get to that point, you know, they really are just like, what? This is amazing, and I've had some write me like, that was so awesome, like, this has been such a great experience, like, because, you know, they're going along, and we're we're touching African-American people. Along the way, but I'm kind of saving it for that last unit so we can really go in depth. Yeah.
0: Um, Wow. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's so important. And I mean, I learned a lot of this stuff, like I said, because my mom, like, she exposes to it. It's important. She wants us to know about it. And I think a lot of Black people can identify with that because Mm -hmm. it's not in our history classes, it's not in our, you know, we're not learning about it in school and not in, you know, we might learn a little bit, sadly, at Black History Month, Right.
0: beyond like
1: that, yeah. we're not learning about it um, the way that we really should be, so I try to, like, this is what we have to do. I do the same with my, you know, violin students. We have a list that we're going to go through, and these are the people that you're going to cover, and you're going to learn about their playing style, mm-hmm. and white, you know, not just Black musicians, but you know they're going to be in there also as mm-hmm. even players. You know, as they not should, just, be, you know, as yeah. they should be, not just during Black History Month. Are we gonna learn? And we're not just going to learn about <laughs> Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Rosa Parks and shut the book. You know, it's right? So, much more. so I learned yeah. about it. Luckily, you have exposure, but um just really needs to be a part of the normal curriculum. So we're just taking the little steps that we can. I guess. Yeah. 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 I
0: can't. I can't remember a time none of my instructors were black i don't remember anyone intentionally teaching us about african americans and classical music i still don't know a lot you know yeah. and and i just feel like without you know doing the research on my own or or being surrounded by people like you who are intentional about that it it's very easy to miss it's a missed opportunity if you're not exposed for to sure. it. So, Yeah.
1: I was listening to I can't remember which episode Mm we were talking about Beethoven being black and Bridge Tower right
0: I think yeah that's what we were yeah and um, I think you mentioned there were like a lot of names in that episode that uh, Daniel
1: Coleridge Taylor I think and yeah there was
0: a few that went through there mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: but just like people
1: you know just giving them giving them a name and letting them you know research or do a little this is who this is like a little snippet. I'm just always thinking like how can we, that's what I'm trying to do with my students, like how can we get this information out and quickly because right. it can be overwhelming because it's like so many details and but just here's a little snapshot, this is blah, 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 blah.
0: Mm-hmm. this is Steve
1: Jarrett, this is Jesse Norman, this is, you know, like these great performers who've really paved the way,
0: yeah. composers
1: and musicians and whoever
0: as a violinist when I was younger, I only wish that I had like half of the talent and half of the opportunities to experience some of the things that you have musically. What do you think it took, what did it take for you um, to position yourself to be a part of things like performing in masterclasses and performing in international chamber music festivals like was it simply like universal alignment and talent or what was like your secret formula for being in those spaces
1: i don't know honestly like i feel like i've had many experience i've been at, like i've been exposed to things by being around my mom and talking to my mom and mm-hmm. like taking in the knowledge that she's offering up as a mother I've been lucky that, you know, we don't have the same instrument, um, or necessarily the same goals, but she's huge on education. She's huge on, um, like talent, not being enough, actually working really hard and, Mm -hmm. um, making sure that you're, you know, able to sight read and able to act quickly and, you know, just putting yourself in the best position possible so that you're able to, um, with that being said, like I've always, it's so funny. because. I've always been interested in so many things be, like outside of music that I kind of fell into this being my actual career. Like yeah. when I was in high school, I was really interested and thought that I was going to go be an engineer. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I like did some camps and i uh, like, you know, I was really good at math and I was like two years ahead in math. So I was like in 10th grade math and eighth grade, like that type of thing. And I loved it. Like I thought that that's what I was going to do. And I had a teacher in high school, Miss um, Basile at Appomattox. I went to the government school for violin. But mm-hmm. after that, I thought that I would go to engineering school or something. I don't know what I was thinking. I think I was at that age, just trying to run away from what my, you know, who wants to be a musician necessarily? If your mom's a musician, it's like, yeah. I want to, I want to be myself and do my own thing. And at that point, I thought that, I couldn't do both. Like I couldn't be a musician and be myself. You know what I mean? Like do my own thing and be a musician. I thought that it would be like, you know, I'm going to just be compared to mom and it's just going to be that constant. It's a lot of pressure. It's so much pressure. And she is like one of the best. She's very good. Like she's really, really awesome. And people yeah. really respect her and like love her. And she's a lot of great things. So it was, you know, no one wants to be a second, <laughs> secondary <laughs> version of anything. So, it's right. just like, uh. but I, you know, I remember we used to have seating auditions for orchestra in high school. And I remember going in for my last one and Ms. Bazile, she's an amazing conductor, um, human being. She would teach us like um, classes on um, audition prep where you're really getting in touch with the spiritual side and getting in touch with person that's taking the audition as in yourself like how do you feel how do you make sure that you're comfortable and you know all of these things so she was a huge influence on us when I was taking that audition for seating in orchestra she's like what's next I'm like I'm gonna apply to engineering school like she was like and I remember I'll never forget the face like that she gave me her jaw dropped and she just stared at me and she was just like what and i was right. like yeah she's like you're not going to apply to music school like that and i'm like no i don't think so <laughs> like not hesitating at all i was like no i don't i don't think i am and she walked up closed the door sat back down at her desk and she would, said something i could i can't be as eloquent i'm sure but yeah. something she said to the effect of um the universe like chooses people to use their voice in specific ways, kind of Mm -hmm. something like that. And if you have a voice that can touch people, you have a voice that, um, you know, is special per se, maybe something like that. Like Mm -hmm. you never want to like overlook that gift or overlook, um, the way that you can connect with people in a special way or something like that. Yeah and she it was the most heartfelt thing like she really wasn't telling me like because if I really want to be an engineer she would support that you know right yeah she really wanted me to understand that like this is a real way that we can connect with people and um the the comfort and the love that a musician can share and give to the community and the world is really really special Mm -hmm. and um I just remember like, okay, and I didn't agree to it right at that moment, but I thought about it the whole way home and I was just like,
0: "Yeah, was I was going mean, to go say, ahead. how long did it take you to believe that or to, how long did it take you to believe like I'm the one who the universe has chosen to place? Right, and place I
1: just, I started thinking, it. yeah, I started thinking about it like, dang, like that's really true, you know what I mean? Am I just like pushing this away when you know, this it make this is my purpose, probably. This really can be, you know, and we can be good at so many, like, we can be good and enjoy a lot of things, but I had to think about it, and it didn't take me that, that long, mm-hmm. but I remember maybe a couple of days of, like, that's true, like, if I become an engineer, it's not that I can't be a violinist, but I'll probably be busy doing engineering stuff, like, right? yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and plenty many people like they have doctors that still play violin and, but it's not their main focus like and I just remember like wow that's really true like mm-hmm. and I just I thought about it and sat on it for a little bit but I remember telling my mom because my mom was probably pretty frustrated but also it's just like I mean also if you want to go be an engineer like go make money and go do that That's fine yeah. you know <laughs> um but she I remember sitting at the dinner table it's like I think I'm going to apply to Music School. <laughs> my mom's eyes were like, what? Like, of course, that's what she wanted to hear. She would never like, finally. But, you know. Yeah, you could school. tell. <laughs> oh, I could tell. You know, mom's like, and I was like, I think I'm going to I think I'm gonna apply to music school. And she was very much like, well, I think that that is a wonderful idea. Like, mm-hmm.
0: You know. Oh, <laughs> eyes um, lit up like a. Right,
1: right, right. Try not to get too excited. Because if she does, then I'm going to change my mind back again right? yeah yeah it was just it's those moments i try to have those moments with my students now like mm-hmm. you have a purpose you have a voice everybody has a voice everybody has a purpose and um it takes some time to figure out what that is and i think we are always still kind of searching and still trying to evolve and you know adapt and you know because i'm you know i'm kind of branching into conducting and learning about that now but my musical voice. I don't think your musical voice changes. I think right. that, you know, it's just filtered through a different avenue. So yeah. I'm a violinist at heart, or I'm thinking, of, thinking that way, but I'm also trying to coordinate, you know, all of the players and learn about all of the voices and how we can blend them together to make the biggest, most beautiful version of mm-hmm. all of these individual voices. So, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's an interesting path. It's been It's been interesting, and I think it'll keep being keep being interesting hopefully
0: yeah what influenced your decision to branch off into conducting
1: i along the way i've had some like amazing influences or mentors that have been conductors, and yeah. i always um, looked up to them and admired them so much as people that i became drawn to like their actual craft and the way that they mm-hmm. um you know their their avenue for music or And, um, like, Miss Adams, that was my, in middle school, um, she was Christy Robinson, Miss Adams now, um, she taught me at Benford Middle School, and she's actually a family friend, um, and she's a beautiful violinist, but she was an amazing conductor, Mm -hmm. and in middle school, my mom would always talk about, she's like, Christy can conduct, she is, she was like, she was always a great violinist, too, she was like, I would always call her. My mom would call her, you know, to play if she had to do this or someone needed a violinist for wedding or funeral. My mom would always recommend her because she was assertive. She had a great tone. Um, She had great, you know, musical ideas with her playing. And she was a great um, educator and a beautiful conductor. And I remember watching her like as a child and just being fascinated by it. And that's a Black woman that I'm just like, whoa. And then at VCU, um, Daniel Missy, he was uh, my first real conducting teacher um, I took like a conducting class that was you know all um, all uh, majors like uh, music majors had to take this conducting course a conducting 101 type thing okay. and he asked me after he said like I think that you could do something with this like if you want to and I studied independently like an independent study with him mm-hmm. privately conducting loved it fell in love he's beautiful conductor he's so amazing um and just a great mentor as well yeah um always looking up to these people And and in high school before him miss baziele the one that was Mm -hmm. talking to me about purpose and she was an awesome conductor and we she really introduced us to many of the great works um in western literature we had to it was a governor school so we would often play real symphonies like things that weren't arranged but we would play like an actual Beethoven symphony the whole thing for a concert oh, wow. which is a great experience for a high schooler you know it was an art school um, but you know a governor school but that was you know we didn't have a ton of people there and we really really had to learn those parts and she taught us and we yeah just a great great experience that you don't always have in high school in some places but you know so i've always had had a great conductor in my master's and this was before I decided I was did my master's in violin too. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: violin performance. So this was before I decided I thought like, you know, I will do a doctorate at some point in conducting. Yeah. Um, Had a great conductor out there. She was wonderful and took private lessons and stuff with her there. So I've always had like, I've just had great mentors in conducting and women, which is amazing. Miss Robinson, Miss Adams, Miss uh, Bazile, Ms. Ms. Burkhart, like, you know, Dr. Burkhart. these are all women conductors and great influences. And now I have two wonderful teachers as well at Catholic and mm-hmm. just always been fascinated by it. And I would find myself like, if I sub in, you know, for the Richmond Symphony I'm playing I'm always watching the conductor and wondering like what they're doing to get the sound that they're getting and Mm -hmm. how the orchestra is responding and how they're leading the rehearsal and how they're um, communicating with the orchestra. What's their demeanor and are they nice? Does the orchestra like them? Are they really, really mean and the orchestra doesn't like them? Therefore it doesn't sound as good as it could or does the orchestra ignore their attitude and they still sound great. It's like all of these things that you put together. Mm -hmm. And then the idea that, I'll never be an opera singer, right? Mm -hmm. But maybe one day I'll conduct an orchestra with an opera singer or conduct an opera and it's the best of both worlds and I get to be involved in that process too. So, you know, the conductor, you get to experience so many things. You conduct a choir, I don't sing, but you lead a choir, you learn about the voice and you direct them and learn this repertoire with them. So for me, it's just kind of an extension of, you know, my own instrument, my own voice kind of working and connecting with people and um just you know seeing what's possible and hopefully mm-hmm. having um, one day an ensemble of black women and women of color or people of color and you know our own orchestra or something yeah. Like that. so
0: yeah you it's really great. opened up like a whole new world of opportunities for for you and for other people by branching off into that realm that's really cool
1: Oh, sweet, there's so many people, and it's. i mean
0: it's I'm just learning every day and yeah.
1: excited to keep learning and work on my doctorate and you know dealing with you know co- mostly conducting stuff. we still play, I have to play in the orchestra, I still play violin a lot, and it's just really cool to dig deeper into the music and learn about other instruments and really mm-hmm. um, delve into the communication and all of that between all
0: of the different people
1: so it's it's really cool
0: yeah
1: definitely thankful
0: I'm interested just out of personal curiosity outside of the classical realm what's like if you're if it's just you like you're not teaching a class you're not sitting in a class you know it's mm-hmm. outside of the educational realm what do you press play on
1: mm. <laughs> oh so many things yeah, I listen.
0: I listen to a lot of classical music, but the more the busier
1: I am with classical music, like the heavier my workload is, the less I listen to the outside of that.
0: that yeah, mm-hmm.
1: it does. Um, oh my gosh, there's so many people. I love top three.
0: Top three.
1: <laughs> top three. God, that's Hardy. That's, I know.
0: that's
1: okay. Um, well, I love SZA. Uh huh. Really, um, I love Chance the Rapper. Mhm. See Alex Isley. Oh.
0: I love Alex Isley. You love know, Alex Isley? Yeah.
1: He's yeah. amazing. Um, I listen to I like actually a lot of like gospel music too. Yeah. Which is new for me, kind of. I started going to um well I'm ca- I was actually like I'm actually Catholic, but I started oh. going to a more contemporary church. Um uh maybe I guess it would be a non denominational type thing mm-hmm. before COVID and now not, but we watch it online.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I like Jonathan McReynolds and Tachikov's
0: so Leonard. Oh nice.
1: Yeah, I listen. I mean, I listen to <laughs> so many things, butcher Brown
0: plug. Yeah. Um, now I, I listen, listen to them too, so <laughs> they're awesome. They really are. Yeah. Anything your your is like super talented. Thank you. I, I tell taught him
1: everything that he knows how to play. guitar just playing. I teach him anything. <laughs> Take
0: the credit. Take all yeah. the credit. <laughs> I teach him
1: anything, nothing. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, so I listen i listen to everything. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What, you? what do you listen to? This like anything under the sun, honestly. Yeah. Um, but right now I'm listening to a lot of uh what am I listening to? Alex Isley is definitely in my daily rotation. Uh Janae Aiko. Love it. Oh, sir. That's like my favorite artist. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. Masego, like, a lot of the chill, yeah. like, yeah. keep me in my zen mode because all the air, all the other areas of my life I feel like I'm stressed in. I don't want music to be that area, so. Yeah, yeah. What I, I?
1: Will. I listen to a lot of that, um, yeah, a lot of chill music, chill vibe and stuff. Um, and I do, I, I mean, confession, I obviously, you wouldn't be surprised, but I do listen to a ton of opera, like, I'll just turn a favorite.
0: Person on and just listen to a CD
1: theater.
0: and it's yeah. very relaxing. I, yes. imagine, yeah. I read like an article about how the first experience we have with music or musical tones is like our mother's voice. I can only imagine how opera music makes you feel when you listen yeah. to it on the inside, but like that's a big hug. Crazy.
1: That's <laughs> crazy because it feels crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if there's anything else that. Everyone that knows me probably knows that. I don't know, like, if anything tops, like, me Team Price to me, like, a, mm-hmm. like the most beautiful, beautiful voice of all time ever created. Like, I maybe would pick that over anything. And that's wild. I mean, that makes sense, like, because that's really what I'm sure that's that's the first stuff. And that's my mom's favorite. So that's the first stuff I was hearing, you know, just mm-hmm. constantly. It's just, yeah. So I... I believe that 100% because the feeling, the goosebumps, you know, I can listen to something over and over and over again and the feeling does not change. Like Mm -hmm. it literally feels exactly the same. So, yeah, yeah.
0: The reason why I reached out to you is because I attended the violin vigil for Elijah McClain that was back in July. Yeah, and, and I didn't know
1: you, so I didn't know
0: to say hi, right? Right, right. We didn't know each other then, but yeah. you conducted um, the George Walker piece, and you spoke a little bit about like the piece's original, um, meaning he's mourning his uh, grandmother's death, and yeah. about how we can use music to express our emotions. So I was just curious, like, how have you personally used music to process through your own emotions, especially, especially during this time? And also, why was it important for you to be a part of the Violin Vigil that day? Man. I know, it's heavy, (laughs) loaded. Heavy, heavy. Yeah, yeah. Well, the violin
1: is so amazing because that was something that I was hoping that we could do in some form or capacity, just in general. Um, And that was Jen Arnold from the Richmond Symphony. Um, That was her her brainchild or whatever I could call it that event and she was leaving town i think the day after or maybe a couple of days after um and for like a few weeks or something and it was like we need to do something right now and they right. planned that within like i think like three days or something yeah. they got all the social media um little pictures that you can post on social media and they planned out the time and they planned out the repertoire and she gave me a call and asked me if i would um participate by conducting that piece, mm-hmm. it was like a couple of days before she sent me a score. Like I'd never seen, I knew the piece by ear, but I actually, it's so funny. I had just ordered the score like a couple of days before, but it wasn't mm-hmm. going to be here for two weeks or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I literally just ordered this. I love Talk that. About piece. alignment. <laughs> right. How weird is that? And I had been listening to this piece. Like I had been listening to it I mean, on repeat, like probably for the week before she called me, like just over and over to this piece. And I listen to pieces a lot. Like I'll listen to it and I'll listen to the bass. I'll listen to it and I'll listen to the inner voice. Like I want to hear all the parts past, just the overall picture that happens. Right. And I didn't have a score yet. And, you know, that's, you can't get it for free online or anything. You have to order. It's not public domain at all. Right. Um, so her calling me, like, to ask me to conduct it, I'm just like, what? Like, absolutely, first of all. Second of all, this has been in my mind, and I've been listening to this piece so much this last week. Like, what does that mean? I have no idea besides, like, yeah, timing. That was just yeah, That's, that was okay, that's like
0: manifestation 101. You know what I
1: mean? <laughs> yeah, I should listen to more things on repeat, and hopefully people will call me to Yeah, come. <laughs> Right? I mean, that was just, that was insane. So she asked to do that. Of course, I wanted to participate um, for Elijah and for all the people that, you know, have been taken from us unjustly um, at the hands of the police specifically. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a true honor to be a part of that. We didn't have a chance to rehearse that. Um, It all just happened right, you know, right there at that moment. But something about that makes it so organic something about that makes it so natural and something about that causes people to really connect right in that moment mm-hmm. you're looking at me for the tempo you're looking at me for the cue and everyone is like it was one of those experiences that i'll never forget because it was like i could feel and hear everything that was happening around me beyond the music i could feel the energy of everyone you know everyone's there for that reason everyone's there." to, um, to spread love and to like really connect with people. And then at the same time, this was one of, this was probably the first time that I had been in close proximity with any of my friends or anybody. That was like the first, that was July, right?
0: Right.
1: That -hmm. was the first time, like we hadn't played any gigs. We hadn't done anything. So this is the first time people are coming They have their masks on, you know, you're seeing people for the first time. And then this is what you're doing. It was just,
0: overwhelming
1: insane overwhelming I was standing in the background because it was too much to I brought my violin to play but it was too much to like I didn't want to be interrupting anything it's too much to like come up and play and then put my stuff down and it was just kind of
0: you know a lot of movement yeah a
1: lot of movement yeah I just didn't want to cause distraction so I was like that's okay I'll just conduct and then I'll sit and watch the end and I think it was Amazing Grace, and I was recording, and, like, literally, my eyes were watering. Mm-hmm. Like, I was behind, like, on to the left of the statue, I guess, just recording the sounds of you guys, and I was just, like, this is, like, this is overwhelming. Everyone's emotions, this is just, like, this is a lot. And it's that communication, you know, the communication without words. There's mm-hmm. that that thing that music is, that thing that music does. is just... It's crazy i i can't explain it so that was that was probably one of the best definitely one of the best if not the best like musical experience i've had it just was one of a kind and yeah. i'll never I'll, i will never i'll never forget that at all
0: right you know? yeah yeah no i i feel the same The i really felt overwhelmed like at a loss for words yeah and i i honestly before that i hadn't picked my violin up in like years if i'm no doing way. like a cutly yeah it i think i heard you say that in the yeah it, it's been a while and even now it is i got you know i got like all the materials that i need but it's still kind of just sitting there but i still felt compelled to go yeah. and i felt um a need to release in a way that's exactly it that's yeah exactly it. and that's it and that's what I felt when I it was like a collective sigh mm-hmm. through music it was like a like collective grieving process for everybody not even just the people who were playing but for everybody who was there yeah. and I, I talked to my dad about it and he's like even through the audio you could feel you know, yeah. what we were feeling in that moment. He said his, uh, my stepmom, she was in tears, just listening yeah. to the audio. So I definitely resonate with how, how you felt that day. I, it was hard to even like play through, play through yeah. to the end just because of how heavy and, and not in a bad way. It was just like, you could feel, you could feel it in the air, you right. know, whatever everyone was. was. It was
1: that like, moment. yeah, it was like, so much being brought to that moment by everybody you know what I mean and I keep saying like the time that we're in but really like the time that we are in and that being the first time that people are seeing each other and the first time they're hearing music or playing music Mm -hmm. and then for the occasion that they're doing this is already overwhelming and you know in times like that like for me in times like that I feel like there's nothing I have I can't offer anything but that. know what I mean? And that's something that we can offer that really, really does make an impact. You know, it's like the ultimate impact. Like people hear these sounds and they see us like, you know, music is like the ultimate um, gesture of like giving, you know, yourself to the audience, yourself to the community or the kids that you teach is such a... um, it's such a special gift and experience that you can share with people and that was one of those moments of like oh my goodness you know what i mean like i what else can we give beyond that i don't know i think i don't know i think that that was that was it for sure and i was at a loss for words and then and then to feel that and to really you know hear hear his final words and to right. i remember conducting and i was like We hit like one of these chords, like one of the most beautiful chords, and um, it like ends in a pizzicato, like the phrase, like Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful chord, and then it ends in this sudden pizzicato, and the piece isn't over, but that's the end of the phrase, and it's a surprise, and it's like a heartbeat, you know? It's really Mm -hmm. like a boom, like, and you can feel the vibration, and I remember conducting this and like looking up at the sky, and like the sun is coming through. It's like all of the perfect alignment of everything. And I was like, "This is one of those moments." And of course, like as we, while you're doing these things, your brain is also thinking about what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like you're also experiencing it sometimes. Like as you're watching yourself, it's almost outer body kind
0: of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It's weird. I don't know. It was. Indescribable. It was
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. And a couple minutes of a piece, and you know, felt like we were just in this moment, and then, you know. Um, everything else that was played, these pieces that are just so comforting and beautiful and um, like meditations almost, you know, and just, yeah, it was, that was an amazing experience for sure. I was very happy to, you know, play a small part in that and to experience the rest of it. It was awesome.
0: Have you had the opportunity to like participate in, in any other ab? Av- advocacy efforts through music at all or
1: not through music i haven't done um we've we've been talking about wanting to put on like put on a performance of something you know like yeah go play in the park or do something of the sort mm-hmm. i've gone you know i've gone to protests and stuff like that but that was that maybe that's part of what made that so special as well it's like i haven't I haven't been a part of something like that, Mm -hmm. Um, not for this, not for this type of cause, for sure, so, yeah, thinking about ways that we can do, we can bring some more music, um, and then, you know, to be standing on those grounds, like, at that, you know, that statue, that circle that we've renamed, you know, it's, wow.
0: Yeah,
1: I know. (laughs) With With the artwork and the, I mean, Wow. And every time I've gone back to the circle and every time it has like, it has this air about it. It just has something about it. You know, it's like a a community space now, mm-hmm. you know, of a circle of positivity and
0: love and support. I think it's awesome. I've never lived in a city where the community has literally reclaimed a space. And transformed what it means to the people who visit, Ooh, and yeah. you know, and what what that area means, um, especially right now. And it's been awesome to visit and just to be in that area and see um, how it's it's changed.
1: Yeah. I went to see um one of my like uh, a couple friends were playing like some jazz there. Uh-huh. Um, it was like one afternoon. And they're playing like this fast, like it's the drums are like it's like real fast, and the melody is like very fast. Something I don't know what the piece was, but I'm video recording them, and in the background it's like these three little black boys climbing and playing on, playing on the statue, like they're mm-hmm. climbing the steps of it, and the sound with the image I was like, this is like everything you do there is art right? <laughs> everything you know what I mean like him taking pictures and his music and everyone's just giving themselves and they're just like yes yeah, reclaiming this space mm-hmm. or you know this is our circle this is like our city this is the city for the people you know what I mean and it's just like just amazing so so I have so many memories of you know just images like that it's just yeah. you know um when schools were graduating, they weren't having like their in-person ceremonies probably, but online or something. Um, many people were there. One time I was there, they were all these black men. They were graduating high school and they're in their cap and gown. And it's yeah. just like, and they're taking their graduation pictures right there with their dads and with their moms and with their little siblings and stuff. And I'm just like,
0: oh, it makes me want to cry. It's yeah. just it's, we're living it's, through history,
1: yeah. Right now, it's uh-huh. just, like, so, so much is so hard, it's, but so much is so beautiful right now. It's,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's definitely both.
0: Honestly, like, thank you. I appreciate you for even taking the time. I can't imagine, oh like, how busy you are right now. Like, this observing. is fun. Let's to talk to people. And <laughs> in, like, moments where I feel like I'm literally talking to myself, it's been cool to just be able to share those thoughts with other people. And to gain perspective from other people and just to share in those moments so i'm super grateful grateful for you and grateful um just for like this platform
1: definitely my pleasure and an honor to be here i'm so happy like of course i'm gonna do that it's awesome there's so many firsts in 2020 and just yeah like the opportunity to connect and meet people and talk about things and talk through things and create and invent and whatever else it's just remember these years for sure
0: right right well you guys that wraps up this week's episode it was such a pleasure talking with naima i'm so grateful to have had such an insightful conversation with her don't forget to follow us on instagram at music as a healer and email us at music as a healer at gmail.com if you want to be a guest or if you just want to share your story see y'all next week